homies. Nothing like a second glass of rosé. Each of you fellas ready? Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Welcome everyone to oh, Wait, wait, did we clap? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. Sorry, I was going to the bathroom. Right. Freight train. Right. Take two. And... for bros who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I am every week, by my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. How you guys doing? Across from me, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And to my left, appearing on a monitor in some far-off distant land, Mr. Tim Hansen. Tim, where are you reporting from? I'm in China. China? I'm at uh, Lake Heaven, trying to swim across so I can pee on North Korea for shits and giggles, <laughs> and also after the Tianchi Monster. Wow. Like Loch Ness Monster, but uh, Chinese. Is there a lake? Or Korean, is, depending is, on your perspective. Are China and North Korea separated by a lake? Uh, at this one particular juncture, yes. Hmm. Okay. All right, interesting. So you are you could be theoretically uh, swimming across that lake in the demilitarized zone, or the DMZ Brose. No, uh, DMZ is between North and South. I, didn't, I was yeah. trying to work that in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was try, I, was trying to, I was trying to work that in there somehow. Well, I hope you're enjoying the lake. Um, is, is, is it nice there in China these days? It, it's wonderful. The food is great. Oh, that's the great. The Chinese food you get from Hong Kong, whatever, or Hot Walk is garbage. This food is phenomenal. Mmm. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Well, hopefully you can make it home soon. You, you've been quite on the world uh, trek since uh, the last time we spoke to you, so, so best of luck. You made, you made it all the way from Easter Island to the other side of the planet uh, okay. in, in one week, which is, which is marvelous. I mean, southern hemisphere off the coast of Chile to China. I mean, if you go west, it's really not that bad. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, you're doing it all on, like, a buggy, so that makes it a lot more <laughs> impressive. I just keep packing myself into somebody's luggage and then popping out at the end going, Surprise! <laughs> Cartoon! <laughs> so, uh, this is episode 4.2 four of the Brose Podcast. If you haven't listened to our first few episodes, especially episode 4.1, uh, please go back and listen. We're available on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and most likely your favorite podcast aggregating app. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast to, to get all the latest news, the latest gossip, the latest uh, trends in brose. So uh, it, it's really an entertaining follow for, for many reasons. And then you can also make fun of my grammatically incorrect. <laughs> Rich, yes, social media manager, Rich. Hey, you, do, you do a good job. You do a pretty good job. Manager. Sometimes I go in and edit your Facebook post after the fact because <laughs> I love you and I would never want to correct you. No, no, <laughs> not at all. This is why we're a team. We're a team, so Rich does the social media editing for the the the, the my, primary writing for the most part on social media, and then Sean and I might tweak it occasionally, and and then Tim. Uh, well, Tim, uh, yeah. So your role in this organization again is El Presidente. Oh yeah, that's right. You're the president of the podcast. Shoot. Even though I've resigned like I forgot four all, times, I forgot all that's about. That's okay. That. You can... Well, I mean, honestly, I'd kind of rather be the president than Sarah B. Uh, Sarah, B, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee oh, Sanders. Yeah. The press so, that's, that's who SHS. I am. Yeah, the press secretary. Yes. This is when, because you're the one who has to defend all of Tim's decisions. Yeah. You have to spin it like, actually, you're the ones who are wrong, and it's okay what Tim's doing. I, yeah. I, I, how do you defend Das Horn? That's, that's what the world wants to know. Actually, you guys are the racist for asking about Das Horn. <laughs> there you go. Done. See? It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's my second in command. Rip yeah. Das Horn. Mm. Rip. I am too. Am the mother of a Dosshorn, and so uh, anyway, so we have a few questions here. The way it works for those of you who have never listened to the show before is we answer questions from you, the listener, uh, and of course from the the friends, family, and women in our lives. And if you're interested in asking us a question about the life, the universe, and everything, hit us up at brosequestions at gmail dot com, and we may read yours on the air. Who the heck knows? But the one thing I do know. 
going to talk about our rosés. We're going to talk about our rosés right now. And uh, let's start with Mr. Hansen, uh, reporting to us live from uh, from China. And uh, the, Tim, do they have rosé over there? Uh, no, tons of sake. Even Ooh. though that's Japanese, somehow they just like brought it over. That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I, I'm sure they've got a ton of sake there because it's it's just rice wine. So yeah, I mean, they have it here. I mean, you get sake here. <laughs> yeah, you get sake yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I think it's beer. Beer is a big thing in China. Oh, I, is it? Uh, my brother went to Hong Kong, and I think he said they were all about their beer. I might also just be lying. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Sanders, we <weave. laughs> The couple of Chinese beers I've had were okay. They weren't phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm drinking White Girl Rosé. Just in case no one realized that I was white, mm-hmm. I had to remind them with my wine. And it's solidly okay. Like, it's it's not fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. Solidly broke Got it. Broke. Solidly broke. I'm drinking an Italia Roscato. It's an Italian uh, sweet rosé. It's certainly living up to the sweet part. It is very crisp. It is refreshing. Um, you can call this recency bias all you want, um, but since this is the, the rosé I'm currently drinking, it's the greatest rosé of all time. <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Yellow Towel Rosé. It is a uh, rosé from the Caselia family in uh, Yenda, Australia. It is a fairly dry rosé, more dry than, way more dry than sweet, and uh, flavor profile is white peach, red cherries, and strawberries, and you can enjoy it with a grilled fish, chicken, on a sunny day. Hmm. Ah, grilled fish. Okay. Tasty. Yeah, it is. It's it's good. What you got? Uh, So I have uh, Père et Fils, which is Father and Son, by Laurent Miquel, 2017, and it's apparently a blend of... Sin salt and Syrah, which are, I don't, I guess, two types of wine, or two types of grapes. Okay. It's good. I, it's really, it would be nice, this would honestly, like, when every single rosé says it's a good summer wine, <laughs> but this would honestly be good when it's hot out, because right. it's, like, it's refreshing and nice. I want us to find one that's just, like, great for dead of winter. <laughs> like, just, just awesome for, like, the Siberian... Siberian you know? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that might be, like, a 17 bottle. Of rose, seventeen dollar bottle of rosé. So yeah, that's a little bit out of our uh, a little out of our price range. Nah, yeah. yeah, until we get our Patreon going, where people can pay us monthly to go or until Josh sponsors us. Josh, <laughs> Josh, <laughs> looking at you, Josh. You hear us? We know you're out there. Brose dot podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in sponsoring the show. Um, but before we go to the questions, um, I, I I had a quick game that I wrote up for us. And I figured this would be the kind of game that's good after you get loose and have a couple of drinks and everything like that. Now, of course, when you guys are hearing this, it is December 18th. And that can only mean one thing. Baseball. So, uh, what I have here is is just a little, it's just a little uh, true or false, real or fake quiz. And I have the names of ten teams on here. Uh, some of them are the names of actual minor league baseball teams. And some of them are not. They're just complete bullshit. <laughs> so, your job is to correctly guess which ones are which. Are you gentlemen ready? I, I think we can do this. All right. So, I'll read the first one, and then I'm going to grab a pen because I forgot it. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with, uh, with, we'll start fairly local, see if we can, we can get ramped up from here. Uh, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Ooh, that's a, I think that's a real one. Uh, right? It sounds like something that would be... So, like, I'm going to assume all of these sound like they would be, because generally, minor league teams have such dumb names, like the Red Baron. That's the point. They're hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Iron Pigs. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume Matt is doing what he did with the last time we did Two Truths and a Lie, and that they're all bullshit. Wow. It's <laughs> <They're> all <laughs> lies. So I'm, I'm Ten go, straight lies. <laughs> I'm going to go true for this one. Okay. Sean? I'm going to agree. I think it is a real live baseball team, the Iron Pigs. Wait. And Tim is going to remain skeptical. And say so that yeah, I'm going to remain skeptical also because I give zero shits about baseball. The answer is that even less about minor league. This is a real baseball team. This is the <laughs> yes. AAA affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies. Sean and Rich with one. Tim with a very skeptical zero. <laughs> All right. The golf score. I'm winning. <laughs> the next one. The Mesa Lucky Roadrunners. The Mesa. Where would, the would Mesa that be? Like Nevada or like Arizona? Yeah. One of those places where Roadrunners might exist. <laughs> if, I, if I knew for sure what a Roadrunner was, it's, it, it's a tiny it's a bird. Really it's small not like bird. Okay. it's not actually that. Yeah, bad. it's not as tall as what you see in the Roadrunner cartoons. 
It's very, very tiny. It's a gross exaggeration. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say that this is also a baseball team. All right, you're going to say it's real. Uh, I mean, when I think Mesa, I think Black Mesa, um, and nothing is real in Black Mesa, so I'm going to say false. So Rich says false, Sean says true. I'm assuming that you say that's false. <laughs> that's false. Tim, Tim is flipping me the double roadrunner right now. Uh, the answer is that it is, in fact, false. This is not a real baseball team. Wait, was I right or wrong? Uh, you guessed that it was a correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I can. I don't know what I said. I, I don't know. I can kind of see the answers the way he's holding this. Right, so I'm, I'm sorry. doing my best to not. All right. Uh, the next one, the Wichita Wingnuts. That's true. That's just definitely true. Like that seems legit. I'm gonna say false this time. I gotta come back here. <laughs> This is, a, this is a real baseball team. God uh, damn it. It's, yeah, yeah, I got that one right. All right, we're moving along. The Modesto Nuts. Fucking <laughs> no. Uh, Modesto Nuts? I'll go true. I'll say no. I'll, I'll give it to him. There can't be two nut-based... But there are... Wait, wait. I'm going to say yes, because there are fully two baseball teams based on sock colors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it is not is ridiculous that, that they would logic. use nut... <laughs> <laughs> Sound logic. Uh, Tim? I'm going no. All right, so Tim thinks it's false. This is a real baseball team. The Modesto Nuts. Back. All right. Uh, the Minneapolis Grizz. Grizz. Uh, false. Gr- what is a Grizz? <laughs> uh, half Grizzly. Sure for like Grizzly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like you don't say Buffalo Chicken, it's just Buff Chick. Buff Chick? Okay. Dumbest fucking abbreviation. What a Grizz. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it, so I yeah. hope it's not. I'm going to say no. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm saying no as well. <laughs> Tim? I'm also saying no. You're all right. That's a fake team. <laughs> yes. Ding. Good. Ding. Good. I hated Ding. it. All right, we'll move through these last few. The Traverse City Beach Bums. No, it's false. Traverse City is not a real city. <laughs> false. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Guys, that's a real team. <laughs> what? Isn't that from a, isn't Traverse up. City from a video game like Mega Man or something? No, no. I think it's in California. Oh, Traverse Town. Is from maybe Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, no, the Beach Bums are a legitimate team from from an alleged Traverse City. <laughs> I, I swear to you. Rich um, um, and Sean are trying to call, to check me on this, and that's fine. No, you're probably no. Uh, Traverse City is Michigan. Oh, it's, it's yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Well, as Michigan. you know, where your Beach Bums are typically located. Um, the next one is the Montgomery Green Weasels. Uh, you're cheating. You're on your phones. You're looking them up. No, I'm, I was. He, he's I was, still he's still looking up the the beach bombs. Uh, oh, it's from Kingdom Hearts. Is where Traverse Town is. Oh, it's the first place. Oh, I knew, oh, okay. that I knew it was a place. <laughs> That's why I was like, you you fucking liar. <laughs> but I was thinking of Traverse Town. Okay. <laughs> the Mobius. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So the Montgomery Green Weasels. Um, no. True. Yes. Real. Whatever. No, it's not. Nah. Uh, that's a fake team. That's a fake team. Sean and Tim get that one, right? <laughs> Three more real quick. The Jackson Jesters. True. Nah, I'm going to go no again. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it sounds gross, and I don't like it, so it's not a real team. Are you... <laughs> I'm going to will it, wish cast it into existence. <laughs> Tim. Wait, no. Hold your sheet just like that, man. I want to see if I can see it. Hold on. Like, looks like this. <laughs> that's a finger. I'm saying no. All right, so Sean and, and Tim say no. Rich says yes. It's a fake team. <laughs> yes. How behind I'm really I? happy that I ever want to hate it. You were leading yeah. until those last two questions. <laughs> two mo- I'm pretty sure you both are tied, and I think I'm down by so one. So we're doing a quick rally. Rich has really gotten fallen off the horse here. <laughs> uh, we are at a straight tie for, with six apiece. Nice. Oh, okay. um, and going into the last two questions. Wait, me too? Yeah. You too. Oh, you, you got six. You, you're, you're on a roll right now. So the last yeah. two. What kind of roll? Kaiser? For all the marbles. Uh, it's a uh, uh, sesame. King's Hawaiian. Mm, mm. King's Hawaiian. Tasty. Hope somebody asks a question about King's Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Hope King's Hawaiian sponsors us. Ooh. The normal corn belters. As opposed to the weird corn belters. Oh, man. That's so hard because it's so stupid. <laughs> I hate it, but I feel like it's real. I'm, I'm going to go with my gut on this one. I hate it. I absolutely hate it if it's real. But I think it is. Rich. I'm going to go real. Tim. I'm also going to go real. That's a real team. (laughs) (laughs) So this is it. Going into the last Uh, round, everybody's got seven. The final one. The Batavia Muck Dogs. If 
fucking no. Tim says no, right off the bat. I'm going to say yes, because I have to disagree with Tim mm. to win. So, Rich, you're really in trouble. Yeah. So that we don't all tie. Mm. That's why I agreed last question. I was like, no, 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 I'm not falling behind. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm tying in a win with one of these, or I'm tying in a lose with one of these. I'm going to go with Sean and say it's real. The Batavia Mutt Dogs? Uh, Muck Dogs. Muck Dogs, yeah. That's, Our say. real team. Yes! yes! So... <laughs> I have one real quick tiebreaker. I'm just making this up off the top of my head. This is not baseball, but football in like a minor league team. The Omaha Beef. <laughs> Got beef, bitch? I'm going to jump on it. It is. Fuck! <laughs> I gotta go with fake just so I can try to beat him. The Omaha Beef actually exists. I, I knew it existed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sean O'Brien wins this inaugural round of Is It a Real Team or Not? <laughs> really a great way to start things off. All right, uh, great. So, I feel like this game is biased towards those who pay attention to baseball. T- Tim, I had to look up almost every this, one of those teams. These were double-A teams. You're not going to know all no, of those All teams. of my answers were based on whether I liked them or not. <laughs> I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I got it. All right, so it's a great one. That's a... I like those games. All right. So, Mr. Sweeten is holding in his hand an envelope with questions from you, the listener, and potentially some of our family and friends. Um, yeah. Are you are you gentlemen ready for these uh, questions? Yes. Well, then go right ahead, sir. All right. So, uh, we got this envelope. It's got uh, two glasses of uh, pink wine in it, or on it. And the- on the back, it says, what do you call a dolphin that's crossed with a jet? Like, combined with a jet. Crossed with a jet. This is This is a football thing. It's got to be. It's like the losers of the division or something. A non-playoff team. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. Nailed it. I knew it. And so in his envelope, we've got five. And I've already spoiled a little bit because I looked at the backs of them, and there's yeah. one really big one that has bullet points on it. All right. All right. Do you want to lead with that I'm one? I'm just going to I'm, say that I think that's Alex. I'm going to lead. All right, here we go. It out there. And uh, it is submitted by Mr. Alex Casnell. Alex Casnell. And it starts off Called with it. Matt Casnell. Hates melted cheese with meticulously remove will remi- meticulously remove all tomatoes from any dish containing them. Loves pizza. Loves is this a question? This <laughs> is <just> calling me <laughs> out. That idiot. Yeah. Very stinky. I have a question. You suck. <laughs> it goes on. Loves chocolate. Is a daily consumer of peanut butter. Won't touch a Reese's cup with a ten foot pole. This is where are we going with this? <laughs> Has a master's degree and a full-time job. Still orders Papa John's. <laughs> First of all, that's that's fake news. <laughs> he orders Domino's. Yeah. Um, this one's not actually a question, but like, what the fuck? It's just calling out Matt. It's just calling out Matt. He's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> we're getting a question. This is just this is just putting me to the mat. <laughs> wait, is that weird? Eating idiosyncrasies. No, hold on, hold on. Two can play at this game. So, my brother, a sweet boy, a sweet young man, uh, decided that uh, he was going to make me dinner for my birthday. This past, this past July, I turned 29, and he decided he was going to make me uh, a birthday dinner, which was, which was great. It was really sweet. So, I went to his apartment. He lives in, in uh, western Philadelphia. Uh, went to his apartment. Went upstairs. He started cooking dinner. We started, you know, had a couple drinks. He, he listened to music. And uh, I noticed that he's got a big green tote uh, sitting near the counter of his uh, studio apartment. And when I looked in the, the, the tote, it was completely 100% full of spinach. Just <laughs> to the brim. And there is no problem. I like spinach. But this was like... Instead of going to get, like, the palate of, of BJ's spinach, he had just gone and bought as much spinach as possible. Was it spinach or broccoli? One of these two. And I was like, boy, you really like spinach. He's like, yeah, I like something, I like something. So I don't want to hear a damn word about any of my eating idiosyncrasies. We got totes full of spinach sitting around in a western Philadelphia apartment. Also, fake news, I haven't heard Papa John's in years. <laughs> Racist motherfuckers. Look, we... Uh, going to Firefly, there was one stand that everybody looked forward to getting food from. It was a um, barbecue stand. They had curly fries covered with pulled pork, yeah, drenched in cheese. Mm. This motherfucker gets it without cheese. 
Because he's wrong. Because it's barbecue sauce anyway. Like, you don't even put cheese on everything <laughs> in the planet. Yes, like, you do. And then he turns around and gets mad at me for not liking ranch on my fucking pizza. <laughs> you're damn right! Because you're not an American. Look, this is absolutely insane. Look. The melted cheese thing, I've never been able to get over. I don't know why. I've tried. I, I Literally, I try periodically. Is it just, is it like liquid cheese? It's textural. So, like, pizza, for some reason, I'm fine with. But, like... Like nachos, like nachos are the bane of my existence because it's just dra- draped with like the grossest cheap melted cheese on the it. planet. Like it's it's just a texture. It's it's similar to you with the with like hot chocolate, mm-hmm. like warm like warmed up chocolate. It's just yeah. by all accounts, this is something I should enjoy and I don't. <laughs> yes, that's the worst feeling. It's like I should like this. Mm-hmm. These are all things. Everyone I love else likes it. I love cheese. Yeah. I love and then yeah. <laughs> on that topic. I hate eggs. Yeah, you don't like eggs. Like, a- a- any is, it a, is that a texture thing? It's absolutely a texture thing, and it doesn't matter what form. The only t- form I can kind of sort of stand it is scrambled, and that's with a shit ton of ketchup. Mm. But, yeah. like, I, I can't stand it, which makes eat. And everyone's like, well, you gotta be such an asshole. I'm like, I'm not being an asshole. My life would be so much easier if I liked eggs. Hmm. Every fucking breakfast combo is eggs, and I have to be like, can I can I sub in something? And they're like, what do you mean? That's what I'll, sub in, right? What what do you mean? That's ultimately what it comes down to is like, I'm not trying to be, and you're not trying to be, just like the pain in the ass, because our lives would be a lot easier if you just if you just liked eggs, or if I just like melted cheese. It would make ordering from McDonald's a million times easier. It would make everything. A million Wait, times you don't easier. like so you won't get like when you get a hamburger from McDonald's, you it, don't get cheese on it if. I will ask for no cheese. Okay. If, they, if they give it to me, I'll deal with it. But like, I I prefer not to have it. It's just it it's does, just not necessary. It doesn't add anything for me on on a burger like that. Okay, it is. I mean, that's a little different. I think because mm. McDonald's cheese is a little bit like paste. Yeah, and it has yeah. like it's a craft single yellow. It's the cheap stuff. Cheese. It's it's just the cheap singlesy kind of thing. Oh, like that stuff you brought to my wine and cheese party. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so Killing it. <laughs> Which is, for real, still in my refrigerator and has yet to mold. Dude, that thing's, that thing's gonna outlast all of us. It is like three years old and it's just sitting in my fridge. No one's gonna eat it. So sh- Thank God, but it, there is a, there are two craft singles in my refrigerator. For they're not craft, they're like American oh, yeah, Splendor yeah, or something. They're like, they're like the ShopRite brand craft singles. Calling it cheese is a little bit aggressive. And, and, well, 100% it is because it exists and is not moldy still it, <laughs> to this day. And I, at this point, I'm just keeping it as an experiment. Like, when will they go bad? Will they go bad? Who knows? This has moved houses with you, by the way, because that party was at another house. <laughs> I did. It to another house. <laughs> I did. It survived the trip and I threw it in my cheese drawer. I'm an awful friend because you're trying to throw this this like nice wine and cheese party, and I think like Jenna genuinely gets behind it. Like I like a good deli cheese too, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, everybody's gonna bring you know like you know like you know Havlet cheese and like all this really nice stuff. I'm gonna get 89 cents stack <laughs> of like American Splendor like singles cheese, and you know nobody else brought that. I didn't duplicate anybody. <laughs> That's all. So anyway, do we have any more questions that just, <laughs> just well, shit on I me just, for like two minutes? I want to make an addendum to this question because you know you like what you like and that's fine, but I want to call out the has a master's green full time job but orders pop Domino's instead of Pop John's. Yeah, I want to change that to you live in fucking New Jersey and you still order Domino's. Okay. This was a so two things on that one a big reason. Uh, one of the big reasons uh, that I continue to order from Domino's specifically, sitting in this room right now, yeah, it's, because it's, they offer gluten-free crust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but the second thing is, this is this is still one of my moral failings because um, about a year ago when we moved up here, my my now wife Jenna and I were having a conversation on the phone. We were talking about the day that we were going to move in, and I said, "Oh yeah, we'll get you know, get all the guys together. I'll order them some pizzas. I'll get some Domino's or something." She's like, "No." You're moving to New Jersey. You have to eat like a normal new... You don't eat any Domino's anymore. So what did I do? We all moved in together. Stack of Domino's pizzas. And that's like... You can't stop me. That's that's a... It's a regional thing just like... Like you can't go to Subway when living in New Jersey, Philadelphia area. You need to go to like Wawa or a deli. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Jersey Mike's for dinner tonight. Please sponsor us. But, (laughs) but those are subs. They're not hoagies. They're different. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, I, I'll make the argument if you want me to, is how they're different. It's, it's all entirely predicated on your dietary preferences. Like, the, yeah. the gluten-free is available there. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of great local pizza places that are around here that I, I've tried a couple of them, and they're, they're really good. They don't offer stuff that you yeah. can get for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's all that's all boils down to. I'm the one that's 
that has to be the difficult one. And that's yeah. I, I try to like let everybody know. At least if you're gonna order pizza, just go to Wegmans, buy me a pizza, and then mm. order wherever the hell you want to order. No, don't, 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 I, have, yeah. I have zero problem with doing that. That's just the justification <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for me ordering Domino's pizza. <laughs> so. Uh, but Sorry. all right, after after shitting on Matt, let's go for another. All question. right, do Sean next. <laughs> all right, so um, this question is another lovely question submitted by a Casnell family member oh, named Matt's mom. Matt's mom. Yeah. Um, ha- oh, this is a good one too. Have you ever met one of your heroes? Met one of my heroes. My sort of. I met John Clayton uh, back at Duquesne. He's the ESP- ESPN football writer. Uh, used used to be for ESPN. I don't know if he does works for them anymore, but he's like a pro football Hall of Fame football writer, which is like there's like five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet him when he went to come to Duquesne for the Society of Professional Journalists, and uh, I got dinner with him afterwards. So it was like me and a couple of the other people in the Society of Professional Journalists at college, and John Clayton and his wife. And this is, of course, this is a huge opportunity. It's me. Like, I want to be a sports broadcaster at some point. This is my opportunity to make a great first impression on John Clayton. And the only thing that John Clayton remembers about me is that I housed all of the brain. <laughs> and red brain. Because, like, his wife kept giving it to me. Like, his wife was a very, very sweet woman. And just going, like, listen, you're in college. You're supposed to eat all this. Like, whatever you say, Mrs. Clayton. And so I'm just like, you know... Trying to get him personal. Oh yeah, how do you like working at ESPN? And the last thing he said was like, the last thing he said was he got up and he just turned to me and said, like, "You're still eating." <laughs> so I met one of my heroes and made a phenomenal impression. Of uh, so that that's that's as close as I've got. Kid loves bread. Kid, kid just loves bread, man. I have much like stairs. Matt takes bread like a champ. like a goddamn champ. Tim, have you met any of your heroes before? I don't know if I have a hero. Which is probably sad. No, I don't, well, I, like somebody, somebody you look up to, like at any anyone that you. Yeah, n- no, I get the definition. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think I look up to anybody. Have you met one of those masked guys from Hollywood Undead before? <laughs> oh, uh, I had a lighter for one of them who wanted a cigarette outside of the team. There you go. Yeah, I've met, a, I've met the late lead singer for Adelita's <laughs> Way. I've met a few like artists and stuff like that, like in passing, but. As far as, like, heroes or people I look up to, uh, I don't really get anything. Mm, okay. Mm. All right. Sean? I'm depressed. Boo! We still love you. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. So, heroes. Mm. Every time I look in a goddamn mirror. <laughs> it's more <laughs> like it. That's more like uh, I Oh, I did, though, for real, meet. I met Mike Berbiglia Ooh. after one of his shows. And that was cool. But for but the coolest part was I was going to the bathroom and on the way into the bathroom, his brother is walking out. Joe Bags. Oh, Joe Bag of Donuts. <laughs> yeah, 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 Joe yeah. Bag of Donuts is walking out, and I've never been more starstruck than in that moment <laughs> seeing Mike Perbiglia's brother, who is not famous. He's just oh, he's 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 he writes with him and is part of the jokes. And I was like, oh, it's Joe Bags. <laughs> As I'm going to the bathroom, and I was so stoked on that. Like that's all I talked about. Like the whole way home from that show was like I saw his brother. And I went home. I went to the bathroom around the same time as him. Jeez. But generally, I don't think I've met any. I've never like met anyone like hung out with, mm-hmm. which is sad. I'd like to. Right. It's, it's interesting now with Twitter. Like you, you, you sort of. I hate to be that guy, but it's like you are much closer to anybody oh, yeah, like Andrew, that. Andy yeah. WK follows me on Twitter. Yeah, Andy yes. WK follows me on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tag him on the podcast. Oh, we absolutely will. <laughs> Andrew WK, going out with my brother, Andrew WK wrote a message to uh, to Jenna and I uh, congratulating us on our impending engagement. My brother saw him at like a speaking engagement that he did. Oh. And um, I, he, he said, like, you know, congratulations, you know, best of luck on your life of partying together. And um, I tagged, I sent it. I put it on Twitter and said, hey, she said yes, and tagged him, and he retweeted it and started following me. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, there's a, a radio station, WMMR, uh, the afternoon-ish DJ, Jackson. His producer, Sarah, got recently got married, and Andrew WK was at her wedding. Ooh. I think he might have officiated or something. He spoke Sounds at her like wedding. Something. God, I love so, him. I yeah. love Andrew WK so much. He lives yeah. his best life at all times. It's just... Yeah. yeah, it's great. If I if I had any political leanings, it's the party party. The yeah. party party, yeah. <laughs> Have you met uh, your heroes? I've I've met like I guess you could say a handful. Uh, the first like person I was super star starstruck and happy to meet was all of Dragon Force. Oh, you met Dragon yeah, Force? Yeah, okay. I, I I bought 
I paid money to get a signing from everyone in the band. And I got my picture with ZP. And my buddy who had a camera phone... This was before camera phones were a commonality. Mm-hmm. I had one guy who had a camera phone. And he stood there and he was trying to take a picture for like five minutes. <laughs> and I had a... Like, I was too starstruck to actually have a conversation with ZP. But he was like... It looks like your body doesn't know. I, why did I give him just such a weird. <laughs> He's like Australian. He's like, it looks like, like your body. He's <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, like, it looks like your body's having a little bit of an uh, issue there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, I'm on a plane. He's like, no, it's okay. And we just sat there and like I had a thumbs up and he like smiled and got the picture. That was great. Double thumbs for five minutes. That's awkward. (laughs) Um, Then uh, a few years later, I had the privilege on the same day to meet both Jason David Frank, who was the Green Ranger. Oh, Green and White Ranger. Green, green, white, red, and black at some point. Depends what generation we're talking about here. Um, So I had, and he's such an awesome guy. It was at a convention. Five dollars got me a photo and an autograph with him. And, like, he made sure to take time with every... He had the busiest line, and he took time with everybody who came. Uh, so, like, I went there, I was like, hey, man, I've looked up to you ever since Power Rangers. Green and White Ranger, they've always been my favorite. Like, we talked. I got a great picture with him. At one point, we were standing behind his booth, and there was a whole Power Rangers, uh, like, group photo being, ha- like, going on. And he just sticks his head and arms out of the group photo and just raises... I was like... Oh, he's the greatest. <laughs> uh, right across from him was Ray Park, Darth Maul, and Toad. Oh. Wait. Dar- Toad, like, Toad, Toad from, from X-Men. Oh, yeah. okay. The, yeah, that's not where I went. No, I, I, I yeah. absolutely thought of Toad from Mushroom Kingdom. Like, no. Hiya! I'm the best! <laughs> um, he actually had... Uh, somebody was there with a double-bladed lightsaber and was holding around, and Ray Park comes out and was like, can I check that out, man? And he just does a display with a double-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> That's sweet. And we're all sitting there. I have... There's videos of her something on uh, the OneQuest uh, Facebook page. And so, I, like, I got videos and everything. And as, uh, like, his handler comes up, he's like, I need to get you uh, ready for whatever. He's like, all right, no problem. Gives the thing back. Walks over, he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. My best friend's at Ray Park now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one more, like, I I met Lou Frigno and got a got a chokehold from him. Nice, uh, so. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, like, yeah, chokehold from Lou Frigno. Yeah. So the only one of those that were free were Ray Park, but still they were all pretty sweet and like that's I was cool. pretty starstruck to do that to, awesome. to meet these people. That's awesome. Tim, would you would you accept meeting Lou Ferrigno as an acceptable hero for you? I mean, I would just call him the Hulk <laughs> until he chokes It's okay, me he up. wouldn't hear you. He yeah. he, <laughs> he he no, was wearing facts only. <laughs> he was wearing Ouch. a Philadelphia Phillies jersey and I was wearing my incredible Hulk t-shirt that I wear for every Eagles game. Yeah. Yeah, Rich uh, is the lucky did, the Hulk meet, shirt, yeah. 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 I did meet uh Mankind. What's his name? Mankind. Oh, uh, his name is... I can never remember oh, no. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a good name. Oh, shit. Uh, so you, where, where, where did you meet him, though? Um, so CFS Choir was singing at a Phillies game. We sang the national anthem, and as we're, like, walking through the, like, corridors or whatever to go out to the field, he's just also walking there, and somebody, like, freaked out, and I was just like, okay. Yeah. Hi. It's Mick, it's Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Mick Foley! Yeah, I've met Mick Foley. I, f- I forgot he was called Mankind, but Mick Foley's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> he gives talks. He's, he's he's very funny. He does, like, um like one-man shows for WWE now. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about the next question, Rich? All right, let's go uh, go forward with the next question, which is... Uh, Moving on. This question is uh, submitted by Emily Cooper-Turch again. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Her new, she just got Tur- married. Turchich, okay. yeah. She was Emily Cooper, and now it's Emily Cooper Turchich. Turchich. Okay. I don't okay. know. Um, I'm sorry. E-T- I, appreci- I appreciate the question. Thanks, E.T.C. I don't know how to your last name. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a very charged question. What do you think feminism is? Oh. Well, I don't see any way this could get us in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so... All right, I'll I'll dive right in. If there's first of all, if there's one place that you want to go to for your discussion on uh, feminism, uh-huh. women's equality, and everything, it's a podcast called Brose, hosted by four white dudes. That's first yeah. of all, 
Let's know know that about. whatever answer you get from us is is shaded by that mere fact. <laughs> whatever it is. Oh no. Presumably, I believe the the idea of foreign feminism is that it is just the idea that women are treated the same as men. That is that well, is the point, right? The point would be that everyone is treated the same. Yeah. Sure. Equality. Okay. Yeah. Equality yeah, yeah. for all. Right. So, all right. <laughs> so here, I I, I got right. one, and this came up. This particular view came up after, I think it was Emma Watson put out a risque photo shoot, and more or less people were like, why are you selling your body like that, blah, 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 blah. The the quote-unquote feminists were doing that, whereas Emma Watson is like a big voice within feminism for obvious reasons. Uh, and her response to it was, feminism is supposed to be an empowering thing, to give us power over ourselves, women's selves, and their bodies, and their choices, and it's not supposed to be a stick to beat other women with. Yeah, I think mean, that's fair. So I, 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 think, I think the biggest problem, not necessarily with feminism, is the different, because there absolutely are different, the, I don't want to say sex, you're, but you're, different You're right, because there are like uh, TERFs is yeah. one. You're, you're talking like radical feminists <laughs> and regular feminists. Well, like, but, yeah, but so. even, not to, to interrupt for a second, like radical feminists... They can be okay too. It's there are, but there are there are so many subdivisions of it that you need. Yeah. Like you can't to paint with a broad brush where mm. it's like, you know, feminism. It's not just one thing. It is a it is a, an amalgamation of a bunch of different viewpoints, all of which, most of which are valid, mm. um, but not all of which should be listened to. No, like it's it's. I think the, the to Tim's point, it's the idea that Emma Watson, Emma Watson can make the decision. To put out a photo like that, but we should not be expecting that as men. No, like men yeah. and, and men should not be the one telling her you need to do this in yeah. order to get X job, Y job. And the and the photo shoot itself was artistic. It wasn't just like here's my nipple because mm-hmm. you don't like that's not what that photo shoot was. It was definitely it had an artistic vein. But to even it. if it was, and, was mm-hmm. and she wanted to do but that, even if it was, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. As long as yeah, yeah as long as she's it, doing that because she wants to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right, there's even, like, uh, there was a, um, not that celebrities are the ones that define feminism by any stretch, but there was a story a year or two ago, uh, Kaylee Cuoco, who is the, the star of Big Bang Theory, um, she, uh, she she put out something where it's like, I don't really think I am a feminist, you know, because I, I sort of like just like cooking for my husband or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a decision that feminism affords her. Like, that is a... Yeah, and I think that that was, like, the big thing a cu- maybe a year or two ago. I don't know. Time is so long now. But, like, a year or two ago, there was all these uh, women against feminism posts, and it was just people missing the point. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, because I don't care if a man takes, like, looks out for me, or I want a man to open the door when I walk up. And it's like, that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Right. You can be a feminist and still appreciate when a dude opens the door. Like... I can be quote unquote chival- chivalrous, or you know, do like the like I'll get the I'll get the check, or like do those things that traditionally have been that way. But it's having the ability to not do that if you don't want it, right? You know, and also being autonomous. It's like, like I open the door for you, now I get to treat you like shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's... No, it's like I open the door for you because I respect you as a person, and I open the door for people I respect. Right? Yeah, like I think women have opened the door for me at work, and vice versa. It's not like you know. Women, the woman is not opening the door for me because it's 2018. It's because it's we're human beings. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the way it goes. I mean, there, there, in any in any political or social movement whatsoever, you're going to get people who either take it too far or have like a perverted view of the subject. Like I think there's there's still with feminism, the feminist movement as well as any other social movement. I think there's there's a pen, there's a middle ground that the pendulum's still trying to find, and there are times where like that like. Title IX, and then not to get way off on the rails, but Title IX is an example of this, where Title IX is is designed, in theory, to to give equal protection to women in cases of like sexual misconduct, mm-hmm. sexual of assault, and everything like that. And there there is evidence indicating that that helps, and there's also evidence that indicates that that kind of thing can can disproportionately hurt like African American males because African American males are not not given due process and everything like that mm-hmm. because of the protections that are given to women, and it's just finding that middle area of the pendulum I think is ultimately what the, the comes down to and that's not exclusive to feminism feminism that's exclusive that's any social movement of any sort has to sort of find the okay yes women uh, that yeah women are brand pressed for forever 
uh, have, have been considered as, as you know lesser lesser citizens forever, frankly. Yeah. So does that mean that we have to swing all the way to the other side of the pendulum and then oppress potentially other oppressed people? Not necessarily, but we're still sort of figuring that out as a society. Is like where is that middle ground where everybody's happy? And it's going to take a really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the I don't know. I think the backlash against feminism is just a bunch of dudes who are. I always look at it so like we this the four dudes on this podcast are have sat at the top of the ladder for so long, and we and people like us, and we're watching people. You know, slowly the the it's get, it's getting equalized. They are rising up to meet us. And a lot of dudes are seeing that as we're moving backwards and not other people are coming up. And I think that's where the issue, it's a perception thing. It's like, yeah, when you're looking down and people are coming up towards you, it's mm-hmm. scary. And you're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm falling, I'm coming down. Mm-hmm. And they are being, but that's not the point. We're trying to get everyone to the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and that plays into the our general culture of tox- toxic masculinity in the United States and generally throughout all of the world. It's... Guys want to be more than everybody else. Like the, I believe the consensus between the four of us is nah, everybody's the same. Where like maybe the non-vocal majority of nah, just let them come up to the same level because they they deserve to be. Women deserve to be. People of color deserve to be. Everybody deserves to be at the same level because we are all the same mm-hmm. people. And that, like in my opinion, like. Feminism is everyone's the same. Everybody should have the same freedoms. And I, and I don't think it's anything. Again, we can't stress this enough. It's not anything that's going to be defined by men. Yeah. Um, there, there's an example of this that that just happened today. I, I I'll be I'll be completely 100 percent candid. There's still like a reptilian part of my brain that recoils at the sight of the word mansplain because although I, I completely acknowledge that exists, it's one of those like like hey come on like it doesn't mean you know people can criticize other people without being biased. There was a specific instance of that today where um, Lindsey Graham, real bang-up guy. Oh, my God, uh, Lindsey Graham, that fucking troll. So <laughs> he, he was he's criticizing the, the congressman from New York, New York Alexandra Ocasio, Ocasio-Cortez. Um, new uh, congressman from New York, just got elected House Representatives. I think she's like 29 years old. And she was making a comment about asylum seekers in the United States. And... and somehow said that, you know, these people are not any different from the people who are fleeing from the Holocaust or fleeing from other forms of oppression. And Lindsey Graham, you know, said something along the lines of, maybe you should go visit the Holocaust Museum or something something to yeah. that effect. And the, the, the explanation of that event is Lindsey Graham attempts to mansplain the Holocaust to elect to Oscazio. Did you see that then the Holocaust Museum? Yes, the Auschwitz, the Auschwitz <laughs> Museum, uh, the Auschwitz like foundation or society came back and said, no, it basically told Graham to fuck off, but so so I will I will one hundred percent admit the first time I read that and it's a, the the characterization of that was on um, Jezebel and uh, of Graham mansplaining this to Ocasio Cortez. My first reaction was, all right, come on, he, he you know he can criticize her without being a mansplainer. But the point of it is, it's not supposed to be defined by me. I look at that and just see him somebody being being, a dick, right? Him being a dick, <laughs> yeah, which is which is which he's want to do, but. Somebody who has gone through a completely different set of experiences from me, who's heard this over and over and over again and heard, you know, their valid opinions tut-tutted, might not have the same opinion it's, as me. It's And it is it is something that all of us need to be active about working on. Because I, I catch myself talking over Mary a lot. Because that's just how I we were raised. And it's not like, I'm not doing it, um, like, aggressively or out of hostility. I'm just like, that's just how I am. I'm, sure. I'm loud and I'm like, oh, you also deserve to have the floor and mm. i have to like actively kind of you know check myself a little bit and it's not about like me it's just about being aware of yourself and being like you we all take up space and we should take up a similar amount of space yeah it's hard and yeah yeah four dudes are not going <laughs> to define feminism we i think it's important yes and i'm i'm all for it and i i'm there as a supporter mm-hmm. and that's yeah. all i can do Anybody have any final thoughts? Oh, and uh, p- feel free to call me out if I'm being a dick. Yeah. That's an open thing for our listeners as well, uh, for all of us. If, if, if there's something that, we, that you say that, we, that you disagree with, uh, email us, uh, brosequestions or brose.podcast if you just have a question or something like that. 
Um, we, yeah. we welcome the feedback, especially, you know, you know, a couple episodes ago we discussed gun control. You know, there are going to be times where we touch on issues like this, and we are not experts. Yeah. We just drink a lot. <laughs> we're, a, we're a bunch of dummies. <laughs> we're just yeah. drunks, not experts. Yeah. We're a bunch of dummies, and we want to get better. Yeah. So just tell us, and it's, we'll try. There's a constant state of self-improvement. There's, um, uh, there's a filmmaker, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I think his name's Ronald Moore or something, but it's a quote that I try to live by. It's like, I only know enough to know what it is that I don't know and try to work better as I go along. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. ultimately where I've come down on that. Yeah. Uh, Tim, any final thoughts as the expert on feminism? Uh, I think we're all kind of in the same place. Like, everyone should be tweet- treated equally and, and all that jazz. I think my least favorite part about feminism is, like, the infighting. And that that's a... You, yeah. you, you don't hear about that as much, but the, the example that's been popping up all over my news feed and my Twitter the last couple of weeks, which I don't understand, is uh, it, it's it's kind of like the fat shaming, and like cracking down on fat shaming, but it's okay to skinny shame. That's it's like yeah, right, so somebody's a size zero. Yeah, you're gonna pick on me, but I can't make fun of somebody from being fat. It's the same thing, just the opposite. Yeah, well, there that is that's a big thing like now that. is like the the it's the it's the finding the pen it's the pendulum swinging mm-hmm. like it, there was a, mm-hmm. a long time when if you were overweight you get made fun of for that, and so now it's swung the other way when you're if you're like okay so we're inclusive of uh, you know larger people and so then you're making fun of people for being very skinny but that's just how some people are like I know we have friends who are what uh, what's his name Dave Forget yeah. So he's a, he's if we're just yeah. like eighty pounds yeah. soaking wet, and it's just who he is. I don't yeah. think he's trying to be skinny. It just is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's it is it's rough to see because it's you you. It seems like the people who are fighting about that stuff are missing the point altogether. I and it's also I I would say it's a symptom of it. This is not equating you know feminism with the Democratic Party because I think there are feminists who are not Democrats. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's sort of the the big tent syndrome a little bit. When it comes to more progressive causes, because the progressive side of things tends to be, you know, very inclusive, rightfully so. You know, every cause, you know, every, you know, every person who feels oppressed, every every sort of group can find a place in that party. And as a result, it's sort of hard to come, you know, with a unified platform or a unified mm-hmm. ticket, whether you're talking about feminism, whether you're talking about, you know, even Black Lives Matter or, or the Democratic Party in general. Whereas with um, the Republican Party, at least the Republican Party as it is today, is very easy to come up with a platform when it's just white dudes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or, like, mostly white dudes with, like, the scattering of, like, you know, some college-educated white men and some college-educated white yeah. women. But it's a lot easier to come up with a platform when you've got one identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the Democratic Party will work on that more. Maybe that's an argument that more third, fourth parties should be available, and maybe there should be more representation, and that the Democratic Party shouldn't be the party of everybody. That isn't Republican. <laughs> that isn't Republican, yeah. but you know that's that's another story for another day, I think. And and but but but, but I think that 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 leads to stuff like what you're seeing, Tim, with like the infighting amongst feminism, because it can mean so many different things to so many different types of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, back to the dick jokes. Hopefully, we get some uh, lighter topics here to end off the episode. We have we have one more question and spoiler. I did read it and I almost cried reading it oh, because Aww. it's adorable. Are any of you having a baby? <laughs> oh, all right. The official reveal. Is this the, is this the announcement? All right. I think this is the big announcement. Tim, no. <laughs> is this question from Martha? I dropped a massive deuce before this show. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a new baby. It's such a great story. No, Sean O'Brien. This guy. This guy right here had sex. At least one time. Confirmed. So, so fill us in. Fill us in, man. Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have a baby. Sean was, check, Sean was checking his slip, having a baby. <laughs> we are having a baby. Hold on. But candidly, uh, the, the, the host here of the Brose podcast uh, at different times found out this news. And uh, specifically during the last time we got together for a recording session, we, we went and saw the pictures. Uh, we, saw, we saw proof of the baby uh, in existence. It, is, it does exist. <laughs> yep. For sure, it looks like a little sparkly uh, blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about the size right now. Or yeah. wait, no. But when this comes out, it'll be like a full on, like. He- yeah, like a lemon with a head and yeah, hands yeah, and yeah. feet and stuff. Crazy. Yeah, that's great. Crazy. So ballpark went when it when is it's July first is the due date. So a little okay. baby America. Hold out ten days. I'll hold out four days. 
The the most Ooh. adorable thing was hold out ten days so we can have like six people who all have. <laughs> I, I, did right. I not tell you that on Sunday? Like I yeah. want you guys. I want you guys. <laughs> July eleventh birthday. <laughs> Ruin Matt's thirtieth birthday. The log jam continues. Yes. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Dude, con- con- is, congratulations. Yes, this is dope as hell. It's, it, it doesn't get it's much a, better than that. A long time coming. Yep. I just. Texted my wife to see what I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> just want to point out again, Long since we're coming, huh? as we're getting eh? as we're getting sponsorships and, and qualifications for the show, um, the the new future O'Brien Junior, uh, the baby, official baby of the, the Brose official podcast. baby of the Brose podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, everybody, <laughs> cheers to the official baby of the Brose podcast. Uh, uh, right, I'm the only one clink. who topped off, so here we go. Cheers, Tim. Clink from clink, China. Clink from China. I am uncomfortable with emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and this was yeah. So okay, so it so I asked what well, we're all on top. Clarification. So I'm good now. Live clarification. So it was a very so we we started trying like a year ago, and then it turns out that Mary has PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm. which means that it makes it it just makes it difficult to ovulate. So it was just like a whole process, and it was awful. It was the worst fucking year of my life. Jeez. That's not true. <laughs> but it was like but it was just like a, it was such a process. And honestly, so this is dope as fuck, and I'm so stoked. However, I felt like I got robbed a little bit of the, like, the excitement of finding out you're pregnant because it was such, it was such, like, a process leading up to it. Because, mm-hmm. so it was just, like, like, Mary, so Mary uh, took the test, and it said pregnant. She it was, like, a digital one, and so it was, like, easy to read. It was just, like, right. pregnant, and I was, like, dope. But... Early, like fourteen months ago, we got one that also it seemed like it might be pregnant, and it was, but it was like the line ones, and so we were super stoked. And then, like, so you have that experience once, and then you find out that you're gonna have trouble, and then you know, things happen, and so you get it was just like shitty to not be like, yes, it was like it was like pure experience. Yeah, it was it was like it was like I was ex- you were you're excited, but with like with the caveat that you've been let down. For the last year, and you're like fuck, 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 and uh, but at the end of the day, dope as hell. <laughs> I was so excited. Here, I want to talk to you about something. Okay. Mary and I are having the conversation right now. We're about uh, discovering the sex of the baby. Or th- yes, okay. the sex of the baby. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. And Mary does. Okay. So what do you bros think? The f- what? What would? You, what if you were in the same situation? What would you do? I can't promise that I'm going to take your advice. <laughs> you do you You've come to the right place. Yeah, but uh, what if you were what? Like, imagine that you're in my shoes. Mm. What what is your what is the move? So far, I found that every old person agrees with me. Okay, but a lot of younger people don't. Tim, wait, wait, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you to start this one. My my question is, why would you not? I think I it seems like very. I don't know. It just it's. It seems unnatural. No, it doesn't. It's not unnatural. I don't give a shit about that stuff. But not, I'm not trying to like be like fuck you, Tim. But like, <laughs> that stuff doesn't matter to me so much. No, I'm, it's I'm like, just trying to get. It's in your just brain. like a. I don't know. It just seems like a, a very. It's it's an experience. I guess kind of that it's not natural. Like you have the full experience of like holy shit, this is you know either generally either a boy or a girl right in front of me. And you're like whoa, and everything is so cool, and it's not like. Because of who Mary and I are as people, we're not going to... Obviously, like, it's going to be a lot of neutral tones and stuff, so it's not like that would matter. Like, it's not like we're trying to, you know, it's not like to be like, blue and yeah, baseballs yeah, yeah. and footballs. It's but like, you have half the room painted pink and then blue, and you have to, like, get out the roller as soon as you yeah, get... Yeah, it's just yeah. going to be like, we, we repainted the bedroom, so it's going to be like a gray color, and, like, it's going to be elephants as the theme. But, like, right. so it's like, well, that doesn't matter to me, so... Because that is the case, I don't think it matters. But Mary, I think, wants to know because it's important that, you know, we have all the things, all our ducks in a row. Sure, yeah. The, the, the pragmatic thing, I think, pragmatically, I think knowing is the correct answer. Emotionally, I am with you. Like, I, I, I like the idea of just, like, it, it's just one of those things, like, it, it's a cool experience. It's a, In a very crude way, it's like Christmas morning. Like, it, it, it really is, it's like, like... Which one? I'm gonna be happy with whatever it's gonna be. Like, yeah, is, is yeah. it gonna be a little boy? Am I gonna, you know, yeah. do X, Y, and Z? And and nowadays, like you said, you're not trying as much with the gender tones. Like, you know, I know, I know that that's gonna take a lot of effort. I think for 
any of us as we're raising kids is because we're going a generation back, and I think that's going to be the easy thing for people to do is just be like, oh, you have a boy, blue, you have a yeah. girl, pink. Well, but that's, like, I'm but, not going to poo-poo giving the kid, a, like, if it's a boy giving, yeah. like, baseball stuff and, like, if it's a girl giving it dolls, but, like, generally in terms of decorating for the baby who mm-hmm. gives a shit about nothing because it's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all going to be real neutral. Right. right, and it's a baby, but, like, you know, obviously there's there's... You know, physical differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. There's physical differences between little boys and little girls. Wow. I, I'm emotionally with you. Pragmatically, it probably makes sense to know beforehand. But, yeah. like, in, a, in an ideal world, I would also be, like, blind to it until the day of. Okay. What right. do you think, the two of you? Well, I've got two nieces. Okay. I've got seven nieces. Um, what happened? Wait. <laughs> I... I I reproduced my father. An incredible last five minutes. I, I literally, <laughs> I, I almost always forget about. Let's see. Really? You forget about five of your nieces. <laughs> Two of them are you. actually blood related. Oh. So it's, I have six nieces. Not they're seven. Adorable. I have six nieces. Yeah. Two of them are blood related from my half brother. Two of them are his girlfriend's kids, and then two of them are my brother. My well, the end of the show, we're just gonna have thirteen nieces. <laughs> yeah. So I have two nieces, um, six nieces, <laughs> twenty nieces. I am back to one million <laughs> nieces. <laughs> Three bakers done. I had to correct myself there because I do have six nieces. Okay. But I have two nieces that are full blood related, like from my full brother. Mm-hmm. I love them dearly. It, it wouldn't have changed my life knowing what their gender was before or after. Yes. It is a big thing for the parents to reveal it. Oh, uh, we're not doing that, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, well, I mean, obviously we're going to tell people. <laughs> but, but <laughs> guess what? <laughs> the point... Is it a boy or a girl? You're just going to have to get it. <laughs> the point I'm getting at so... What's their name? Jamie. <laughs> yeah. The point I'm it's getting at so oddly is... Sean. Like, the first year... They're not wearing really gender specific clothes. You're not getting a lot of gender specific things. They're wearing onesies that are easy for you to just pop off so you can change a diaper and pop back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're naked. Like, in a diaper, obviously. Well, you would argue that naked <laughs> is really the most gendered clothing of all. <laughs> it's just, like, you don't need to know to be prepared. I, I agree. And But Mary would disagree. <laughs> And so, like, and plus with the advanced the way that we all think and how it's like, all right, we understand gender and sex are two completely different things. Like, you, you don't want to push somebody into something that they're not into and, mm. and things like mm. that. I don't think it would be necessary to know. I personally would want to fucking know. Yeah. But... I think I, that's I, yeah, I, I think understand. Mary's on Mary's passion behind are. that gotta fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I, that's where Mary is. That's like, she... I think... I don't think... I think... She knows that we don't need to, but really wants to. Yeah. And also, like, so we have to get a test, a blood test, anyway, because they do, like, test for any... Uh, they test for downs and yeah, things like that. Yeah, things like that. And and along with that, you can also find out whether uh, the sex of the baby... And that's... So it's so either way, the test is happening, but it's if we want to know the sex. Right. And I'm, right now, saying no. Tim, but, do you have a final answer on this one? Um... I'm kind of with kind of with Matt on this one. Uh, from a logistics standpoint and like being pragmatic, yeah, knowing, fuck, am I? I don't, I don't know because now I'm thinking about what Richie mm. said. That young, what are you preparing for that really needs to yeah. actually be different? Unless you're painting your room blue or painting the room pink, neutral colors make sense. I'm pretty sure, and I may just be pulling this one out of my ass. From a developmental perspective, aren't you supposed to not bombard them with colors? So neutral patterns, neutral colors, and simple patterns is better for mental. This development. is great to me. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I like all I know is my brother and sister-in-law. The baby's room was Lion King. It was yellow and brown. Mm-hmm. It was Lion King themed. It's a very neutral. Like they found out the sex of the baby, and they got a lot of dresses and stuff like mm-hmm. that for their for their girls, but. Like, in in how baby clothes are for, like, the first six months to a year, you really don't need to know color-specific and gender-specific mm. stuff. You just need to be able to take it off easily in case they poop too far out their diaper. 
<laughs> which which undoubtedly they will. Too far out of it. Just exploding. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah so, so thank um, you for your input yeah, on that, guys. Absolutely. Congratulations, I, Thank man. you. Like, yeah. yeah, you didn't help me at all, but... <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's just like, pragmatically, a.k.a. Mary, thinks we should, we should find out, and emotionally, me... I can see is... Yeah, bros Andy, I can see both sides of it, of all podcasts. <laughs> and no, for, for me, it's more so just a, why not? If there's no real reason to not know, because, why not? It's just, it, that's a more impressive, but my preference would be, don't know. Would you? Like, just go into it, would, cool to know. Would you be upset if she found out, but you didn't? No, but, we've, it's so we've slip. just, yeah, we discussed that, and it would be, the, the tell would be that I would say a fucking dumb name, and she'd be like, yeah. And <laughs> ah. yeah, and it's been like, well, obviously, yeah, I'd be like, okay, we're gonna name her Contessa, and she's like, yes, and I'm like, oh, it's a fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that's, Contessa, are we playing? Coup? That's, the, that's the only problem that lies with not knowing the the gender is male or female name. You won't know, but. So when you just come up with yeah, two. but we talk about that all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, Everybody always comes up with a backup yeah. plan. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But thank you for your input. I'm, we're looking forward to, to steering you in the wrong direction on this several times over the next few months. But but happy congratulations, Mazel Tov to, to to you and Mary. This is this is awesome yes. news. Thank you. The first baby of the Brose podcast. Yes. This is awesome. Uh, there's no sponsor for this episode because we're way over. So, uh, so uh, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, Mr. Sweden, where can people find you on Twitter? At b underscore walnuts. Mr. O'Brien. You can find me at hey it's sob. Tim. Uh, at Tim R. Hansen pissing on the shores of North Korea. <laughs> God. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel, M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is brose underscore podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and if you have questions for the show, you can always hit us up at brosequestions at gmail.com. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Toodles. Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, and Rich Sweet, and it's Matt Kaznell saying have a great night, and as always... A very pleasant tomorrow.